Welcome to Your Next Mission podcast with the 12th Sergeant Major of the Army and co-founder of the American Freedom Foundation, Jack L. Tilley. Proudly presented by Cavalry Agency, Navy Federal Credit Union, Purdue University Global, and Veterans United Home Loans. Good day out there, veterans and families. Welcome to Season 2 of Your Next Mission, a program initiative of the American Freedom Foundation. I'm Jack L. Tilly, 12th Sergeant Major. I'm your host, and we have a great show for you today. In fact, we have an unbelievable show. Uh, uh, the guest we have on the day, I'll, I'll probably have to time down, but it's going to be a lot of fun for all of us. Now, before we get started, I want to thank our presenting sponsors, Calvary Agency, Navy Federal Credit Union, Purdue University Global, and Veterans United Home Loans for making your next mission happened. They love our veterans and families, and as I always say, we love them too. Today, we're going to focus on the Gary Sinise Foundation. I'm so excited to introduce Mike Thurtle, Chief Executive Officer of the Gary Sinise Foundation, who served 22 years in U.S. I started to say U.S. Army, U.S. Air Force, <laughs> Army and the United States Air Force Reserve. And Mike, I'm just, it's okay if I call you Mike. Welcome to the show. Uh, Sergeant Major Tilly, it is an honor to be here. And I think it was a Freudian slip that you wanted me to be in the Army. But... <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> I love the Army. There's no question about that. Hey, you know, uh, our audience, I, I, first of all, I'm eager to hear about all you have to say. But before we get started, I think it'd be really good if you tell the audience just a little bit about yourself. Sure, Jack. So I, I am the CEO of the Gary Sinise Foundation. And we'll talk about the foundation today. Mm -hmm. um, I, uh, I grew up in the farm fields of Illinois, originally from Wisconsin, and I attended the United States Air Force Academy out in Colorado Springs, Colorado. I played golf out there. Go ahead. <laughs> well, as, as we like to say at the Air Force Academy, compared to our West Point brethren, it's 200 years of tradition unhampered by progress at West Point. Um, <laughs> but I went to the academy and I was commissioned as a second lieutenant and I served active duty for five years, uh, stationed in Arizona and then Dayton, Ohio at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. And then uh, left active duty to do my PhD work out at the Rand Corporation. And from there, I was in consulting most of my career. Um, and then prior to my job here at the Sneeze Foundation, I was led an organization that helped people with autism and Down syndrome across the country. Yeah. So kind of from being a national security guy to a social services guy. And uh, just truly blessed to be here with Gary and the foundation, just helping him achieve the vision and mission that we've got here in front of us. And super excited for, for you today to be here with you because I just love, I love your podcast and I just love who you are and what you've done. So thank you for your service, sir. Yeah, I appreciate that. Hey, how did you, how did you get involved with the Gary Sinise Foundation? So about two years ago, um, a search firm reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to uh, uh, apply for the CEO position. So I started to dig really hard and to understand more about the foundation. Um, to be brutally honest, I had not heard of it uh, prior to a couple of years ago. I'd heard of Gary and Gary's work, and I'll talk about him too, but I, I literally started to learn about the foundation a couple of years ago. And the more I dug into it, the more I realized that this was truly a calling for me, that uh, God put me in a spot with my other activities I'd done in my life to prepare me to be here to help Gary and this board of directors and our mission. And so it's it's truly just a wonderful uh, vision that Gary's had and, and a wonderful mission here. 
Yeah, tell me, tell me a little bit about the uh, Gersonese history of the Gersonese uh, Foundation, uh, and how to, really how it came to being. Uh, you know, it's, I mean, he's he's an incredible guy. I remember watching yeah. him on what was it, Forrest Gump or something like that. I, I think it's on the Forrest Gump. He's right. he's he's uh he's Captain. Uh, what was the captain's name? He lost his uh, legs. Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan. That's right. I yeah. remember seeing him on Lieutenant Dan. A great show. But <laughs> but but tell me a little bit more about the history. So the foundation was started by Gary 10 years ago. We're coming up on our 11th year here this year. Oh, wow. And he started it uh, after he'd already been serving in a humanitarian uh, capacity, helping out veterans and first responders. So Gary's been helping folks out nearly four decades, 40 years now. And his life, he actually grew up in the Chicago area, not too far away from where I grew up in the Chicago area. And Gary, out of high school, started a theater company called Steppenwolf, which if you're in Chicago, is a pretty famous theater company. It was from that theater company that Gary then pursued his passion and mission in life, which was theater. And so from there, it grew into all kinds of opportunities for him. And he lived in New York and he lived in L.A. And to your point, he was one of the, the stars in Forrest Gump. He played the Lieutenant Dan character. If you remember from that, that movie, Jack, the Lieutenant Dan character uh, came from a family of fallen military throughout various conflicts. And yeah. so in the stage of Forrest Gump, it's the Vietnam conflict. And I, and I know that you are familiar with that. Absolutely. And in the movie, Lieutenant Dan uh, gets, gets hurt. He gets blown up. And... And Forrest runs into the jungle to save him and literally brings him out. And throughout the rest of the movie, there's one of the major themes is the healing of Lieutenant Dan. And so he goes into a state of um, recovery, um, depression, denial. And then towards the end of the movie, we see that at the end, we have a, a, a man who has been healed. Um, he's gone through literally a process of finding a job. And he has a, a wife at the end of the movie and he's dressed in a great suit and he's incredibly successful. And so when you look at the mission and vision of our organization that Gary started, it's really about two things. It's this healing process of helping people walk through a very difficult time. And the second thing is a thank you. It's a thank you to people like you, um, like other veterans and first responders. So that's part of our mission, too to say thank you to you for the wonderful service that you've done for this country and to support and defend the constitution and to create the fabric in our, our society today. So that's what we're all about. Yeah, you know, it's, as you were talking, I was thinking, I, did Gary have some uh, some of his uncles or grandfathers that was in the I, I remember I, uh, when he received the uh, the award at AUSA, Association of United States Army, uh, I think, I want to say he talked about his, uh, his uncle that was a staff sergeant or something like that. I, I don't know if that's, uh, if I'm thinking about somebody else. So Gary comes from a long line of people who served the country. Yeah. I had a grandfather who served in uh, World War One. Mm -hmm. His father was during the Korea time frame and an uncle who served as well and other family members who served in Vietnam. So when you look at his service history, his family service history, it goes, goes back a ways. In fact, where I'm doing the video from today, I'm in what we call our education outreach center. Mm -hmm. And we actually have some of that memorabilia here from his family service and really tells a, a wonderful story uh, about what that service was about, um, which is, you know, 
similar to your service. You know, you you did amazing work and service and commitment to this country. And there are many Americans who have too. And I think that's what makes Gary super special. He's one of us. And he comes from a family where service has always been important. And truly it was after 9-11 when I think that was the crucible for Gary when it really lit his passion to be able to serve more and more. In fact, that's when he really, really amped up his participation in serving the troops and going on USO tours and then starting this foundation uh, 10 years ago. And so it's really been through his passion of service is why we exist and are able to help many, many people today. Yeah, you know, I'm just thinking, looking at all the stuff he has there. I have a lot of stuff too. You know, over 36 years, I collect a lot of stuff. But all of mine's in some kind of Connex container, stacked up in boxes. <laughs> and I probably, you know, I probably ought to pull it out. And uh, and I wish I had a. I have some in my office, but uh, but I like to pull some of it out, sort of display because it is about history and and all that stuff. So hey, hey uh, to follow up, what are the four pillars or major four major pillars of the programs for the Gary Sinise program? And and what are some examples of each one of those? So we have four programs, as you, you suggest. One is called the RISE program. Mm -hmm. It stands for Restoring Independence and Supporting Empowerment. And we build homes for the most severely wounded veterans who've served. Oh. And so these homes are, we call smart homes, mm -hmm. high technology. The folks that we build homes for are typically the most severely wounded. They've lost limbs. Um, the first home that Gary ever built was for a gentleman who lost all four limbs, arms and legs. And, um, and ever since then, we're on our 70, we just had our 77th home dedication a few weeks ago in Tennessee. And I had the honor of being there to help facilitate that for this veteran who uh, lost his legs um, over in Afghanistan from an IED explosion. And so we build these throughout the year. We typically in the pipeline have about a dozen of these going on every year for folks. We also do what we call relief and resiliency. And that focuses on things like a program called Snowball Express, mm -hmm. where we fly down Gold Star families to Walt Disney World around the first part of December. And we put on a great event for them to really thank them for their loved one's service who's no longer there. And we stay with the younger kids throughout their uh, throughout their teenage years and their college years to help them through counseling and helping them think about the future. We also do things like serving heroes, where we will go out to a, a base, we'll go out to a 911 dispatch center, we'll go to a fire station. And just like Gary did many decades ago, we will literally serve a meal to these first responders, these veterans, I would like to call our heroes. Yeah. Just say thank you to them. I know myself when I was a brand young lieutenant, which was a long time ago, getting a meal like that and somebody saying thank you was really meaningful. You know, we try to say the same thing because a lot of these folks don't get that thank you, um, especially in the first responder community. I think veterans get a thank you from time to time. At least that's happened to me throughout the airport if I had my my uniform on. But first responders typically don't. You know, so we're out there saying thanks to those folks. And we also support uniquely first responders through other types of opportunities. We grant equipment, um, especially to rural communities where they don't have the budgets to be able to buy certain kinds of things. Um, we had a situation recently, we bought a boat for uh, a fire department out on the East Coast in Carolina because they needed that to be able to rescue and save people. And so we go through processes to be able to determine who needs what. And the, the demand way out far as is way outweighs the supply. So there's a lot of organizations out there that need help. 
Um, most recently, we just had a situation down in Texas where there was a uh, huge tornado that ripped through a town there and uh, left the town decimated. And one of the sheriff's deputies lost his home. In fact, I just posted this on LinkedIn the other day and a gentleman reached out to us and we called down there right away to help provide help to that sheriff's deputy and his family to have some place to live. And so we went out there to help them find a place to live so they could have a more stable situation at the moment until they can get back on their feet. So we do a lot of things like that as well, reaching out to people and really serving them where they're at. We, we come to where they're at. We meet them in that place. And we, we literally have a, a, a very large buffet line of different things that we do. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I've been around Gary quite a few times over the years, you know, he just, he's such a nice guy. He's, he's real friendly. I mean, he doesn't, uh, you know, when you think about actors or actresses, sometimes you think about people where their head sort of swells up and say, look at me, but, but he's not like that. He's, he's sort of, he really sort of down to earth and, and, you know, he's not, uh, you know, he can, he can be in the limelight. He can, he can handle that, but he also can sort of be in the back pushing stuff and helping people. And, and I think God bless him for all he does. Hey, I, I, I was thinking a couple of things I was thinking about when you was talking. One is uh, when you was talking about wounded soldiers. I remember there was a uh, a soldier in Afghanistan that got his leg blown off when I arrived there one day. And, and so when I got there, uh, they asked me to go talk to him. And I told all the guys, you know, get out of the room. I'll talk to him. And of course, I went in there and talked to him. He, he was crying. I was I, most certainly I was crying right with him. And uh, about three months later, I was up at Walter Reed, and, uh, and, and and I seen the same young man, but he was with his, I guess his wife or girlfriend, I'm not sure which he was. And uh, and I went by, and I wasn't going to go in. He says, no, Sergeant Major, please come in. And then he asked the uh, asked the young lady to leave. And I thought, oh, Lord, I'm, I'm in trouble. He's going to complain about something here. And he said, uh, Sergeant Major, he said, I, can, I, I need to tell you something. And I said, what's that? He says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say... Uh, Thank you for I, I, not thank you, but I'm I'm sorry for crying. And I said, "What?" He said, "I'm sorry for crying when when I got my leg blown off." And I and I thought to myself, "Here's guys and and gals that uh, sacrificed so much for our country uh, that a lot of people don't know the kind of sacrifices they make." And then when you see a guy like Gary and his foundation, that really, quite frankly, goes out and you know they say thank you and all this stuff, but they just don't say thank you. Yeah. They do a lot of stuff to help just a lot of people. How do you uh, not get too stupid? You don't have to answer this question. You don't want to. But how do you how do you get the money to do all this stuff? I mean, do you raise money or, you know, I'm sure Gary puts money in, too. He raised money. Yeah. Okay, We do, Jack. Um, and Gary's donated over the years, too. He's been yeah, very generous sure. to support yeah. this. He started this foundation. Um, but we do. We, we solicit uh, donations from the American people. Yeah. Um, and the American people have been very, very generous with us. And we take it very seriously to make sure we steward those monies efficiently and correctly um, going through things. So it's really important for us to to do that in a way that's meaningful to folks. Um, and we report that, too. You know, if you, if you go out and Google our organization, we're always at the top of the list when it comes to nonprofits and veteran service organizations. Mm -hmm. um, mission impact is huge here. And the efficiency of how we do that is incredibly important to Gary, to our board, to me as the CEO, to make sure that we're spending those monies wisely and really stewarding those treasures that people give into us. We take it really, really seriously. There's a, we have a lot of donors here and we have a lot of people who literally give us kind of that widow's might, if you will, 
of, of giving. And so it's really important for us to do that, that properly. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, can you give us a website for people that are listening today? Uh, we'll be listening. Uh, can, can you give us the website where if they want to donate something or help you? What's the website? Absolutely. It's www.garysinisefoundation.org. And uh, on our website, besides an opportunity to donate, we have some wonderful stories out there about our mission. And I really encourage the audience today to take a look at that, whether it's helping out the kids of fallen veterans or going to touch the first responder community. Uh, just beautiful stories and just our ability to support these wonderful human beings um, is really what lights us up every day. That's what wakes me up every day, mm. thinking about how we can help more people. So to us, it's about how we can do more. And Gary actually has a quote where he says, we can all do a little more. Yeah. And I take that seriously. And I know that in your mission walk as well, in your life of service, uh, you've done a ton. And, uh, and what you've done too has been amazing. And so we try to replicate the same kind of phenomenon that Gary did over the last four decades and really broaden that reach to folks. Yeah. And so it, it's truly our walk every day. Well, you know, I tell everybody, I mean, you know, when you think about your life, it's really pretty short, you know, so take every minute that you can to help as many people as you can. And there's, again, there's a lot of people that, that say they help veterans, but Gary, I, I, your foundations, you just don't talk about it for, you know, you do something about it. For the, so for the people that are listening, I mean, if you got, you know, you got a little change, you want to help them out, you want to do something, we ought to be, we ought to be supporting organizations that believe in our country, believe in God, believe in the things that we're doing each and every day to, to help our veteran community. The, the last thing I'd say is, uh, you know, we talked about wounds, but there's a lot of people out there that you can't see their wounds. You know, they got scars that you'll, you'll never fully understand. So I, uh, you know, I just, I'm just so proud. One is I'm proud to, to know your organization. I know Gary just a little bit or have met Gary a few times, but, uh, I'm just proud of, of what you all do and, and what you continue to do. We're talking with Mike Thurtle, Chief Executive Officer of the Gary Sinise Foundation, and you're listening to your next mission. I always like to pump that up a little bit. Podcast with me, your host, Jack L. Tilly, 12th Sergeant Major Army. And, and don't forget, if you're enjoying discussion, uh, please click on that subscribe button below. You know, just like we was talking a minute ago with Gary, you, you can't do this by yourself. You got to do this with, uh, with uh, you know, people. The more people get together, the more we can make change and the more we can help people. So, you know, if you're veterans that are listening out there, you're not alone. Uh, there's people out here that certainly want to help you, just like the Gary Sinise Foundation. I'm going to give you something here today. You probably think I'm a little crazy, but I'm going to give you something. And for the next 20 subscribers, uh, you know, I wish I should I should have one on. I'm going to give you a Your Next Mission t-shirt, uh, you know, so... When you, when you get on there and subscribe, make sure you leave a little comment below and your address or something so we know how to how to get a hold of you so we can give you that T-shirt. Remember, to, together we can build a mountain, uh, you know, we can climb a mountain, but but we can change things that uh, that are going on in this country to help our veteran community. Mike, let's continue on the discussion. The Gary Sinise Foundation is doing some wonderful work in all these areas that you mentioned, uh, that you mentioned and, and more, but what do you see the most important problems uh, for you guys to solve? Well, you just hit on a topic that's near and dear to our heart, Jack, and that's about the invisible wounds. Yeah. Uh, every one of us walking around, I used to say it's my previous position to helping people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. We all have abilities and disabilities and some are more obvious than others. Um, and here, when we talk about 
the work that veterans do in service, the work that police and fire do and EMS do, they're in very stressful situations, as you know, having been in combat. And throughout that process, people need a way to be able to talk about things and relate to things and, and deal with those stressors. Every one of us has stress in our daily life, there's no doubt. But veterans and first responders in particular, when they're on those front lines, um, it can be manifest in very negative ways. And so we are hitting that right in the center right now, dealing with what these invisible wounds look like, to be able to deal with post-traumatic stress in a way that's solvable, to prevent those very negative possible outcomes like suicide. And so we're trying to help people to deal with situations in a very positive way, in a way that, dare I say, brings them back on the playing field in, in a very, very meaningful way for themselves and also for their family and also for their communities. Mm -hmm. And so there's second, third order effects here, the negative outcomes associated with these things that they're not dealt with, right? And so we see that as a really, really growing area of mission. It's already started. Uh, we keep on doing that. Um, we're also very cognizant of looking at where we can serve the most, where we can make the biggest impact. I don't believe that this is a zero sum game, meaning that I don't feel like I'm in competition with other organizations. I know Gary and our board don't feel that way. What we're trying to do is figure out how to expand mission into areas where people need help. You know, so some of the things we're looking at right now are topics like food insecurity, um, which is a big issue, especially when you're talking about younger enlisted, right? Mm -hmm. Where they may not have the financial means to be able to put food on the table for a family. So how do you deal with that? You know, the policymakers in our country struggle with that. How do you get people healthcare and this type of a solution to them in a meaningful way so they don't have to wait in the queue of the current model? You know, so there's all kinds of things that we're exploring right now, but it's all about helping people. It's about helping them get from point A to point B and helping their families as well. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, there's so many people that uh, that need assistance. And, and I, I tell people all the time, you know, I feel blessed uh, just to serve in the military and stay in the military so long and, and uh, really life's been pretty good for me uh, but it didn't start out that way that's for dog hunter i was a little crazy when i was younger so as a military leader i'm i'm sure you're able to apply some of your leadership lessons that you learned in helping uh, the foundation solve some of the problems can you elaborate just a little bit about that i mean the leadership that you learned in the air force and the things you're doing now is it is flowing right into uh, gary sinise foundation uh, you're laughing about that but I hope it's true <laughs> no it is true it's absolutely true i was i was chuckling because i'm still thinking about your comment about put me back in in the army um and, <laughs> well and, you know i don't know if they'd take you but go ahead <laughs> i think it's fascinating that army leaders asking an air force guy about leadership so i'm, I'm enjoying this too well um, just it was one of the things somebody asked we can skip that question if you want <laughs> <laughs> well I'll, I'll bring up the ghost of billy mitchell here as i talk about um air force leadership but but no uh, truly jack i mean the things that i know that that you not only learn but exhibited are probably similar to what I discovered too in the military. Yeah. And honestly, my experiences go back to when I was a, a, a freshman, we used to say four degree at the Air Force Academy, where, you know, you could tell there's two types of leaders out there, the kind who would tell you what to do and they wouldn't do it themselves and had no credibility. And the other type that would demonstrate. For me, the simple example was day one in basic training when you had to do push-ups. Yeah. And the great, the great upper class would get down and do push-ups with you and look you right in the eye while you're doing them. 
and they would tr- they would do more than you or they would set that bar higher for you. And then there was the other type who would just stand over you and point at the ground and say, go do it. And so to me, my my really seminal leadership experiences were formed by the military. Mm-hmm. And when I went into the private sector after the military, it's kind of the wild, wild west out there to a certain extent yeah. when it comes to leadership models. And so as a military guy walking into the non-military world, I've always tried to encapsulate those lessons and operationalize them in a way that was meaningful. I used to teach, you don't know this, I didn't tell you this before, but I used to teach as an adjunct faculty at Northwestern University in Chicago. Um, Did that for about a dozen years. And I used to teach leadership there. And I'm always skeptical of people who are gonna tell you about their leadership models (laughs) because every one of us kind of formulates those. But there was a simple matrix that I, I teach my graduate students or talk about at least. And so I put people into kind of four boxes. Um, really, you know, on one axis would be good and bad, you know, in terms of just their behaviors. And the other part was kind of smart and not so smart. And I always like to hang out with good, smart people uh, like you do. And so when I look at an organization and I look at the kinds of people I want in an organization, it's really those most excellent people who are not just good in the sense of, you know, um, technical smarts, but just good human beings. Mm-hmm. And so when I, th- I'd rather take a good person over a smart person any day of the week, because you know that they're going to do the right thing. And those kinds of core values that they have that you've learned over the years that I've learned in terms of integrity and truly self selflessness, are, you can't, it's hard to teach those sometimes, you know, and I think some of those are really kind of in your DNA and how you're raised as a kid and what that looks like. But the leadership model that I try to work here is very, it's identical to who Gary is. He's a great human being. He's a humanitarian. He does the right thing. What you see on TV is what you get in person, which I love about him. Mm-hmm. Um, I just was with him yesterday. We were at a conference where he was speaking and uh, I got a chance to talk to him for about an hour. And it's just like talking to a friend. It's like talking to somebody who you respect. It's like talking to a colleague and we literally were strategizing around the next week or two, like what we're going to do as an organization. And so I, I love working in that kind of environment. I really, really enjoy people of different backgrounds who like to discuss and debate and, and figure things out for a way ahead to make things better. And I'm all about mission. I'm a mission guy, just like you. And so I always put mission above everything else. Mission trumps everything to me. And so it's about achieving mission. And you can only do that through having really good, smart people with you. Yeah. yeah, you know, I got. I should write all that stuff you said there, so I brought it up. It's about leading by example, uh, and you talked about that. The other thing I've had people say, you know, how how do you uh, how how do you become a good leader? I think uh, I, I, I don't know. I just did my job. You know, I like working <laughs> with people, and I like leading by, and I want to lead from the front. If I if I tell anybody to do something, to something I know how to do, and and when. When I was, uh, this goes back when I was a young staff sergeant, when I was in the motor pool doing stuff and working, if somebody had to change a road well on a tank or do something, I'd tell people, hey guys, you gotta do that. And I'd take my jacket off and say, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm gonna change a road wheel with you. That's, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna, in the army, we're gonna fight together, just like you. We're gonna fight together on the ground. And so it's it's not you do this and I do that, it's we do this and get and accomplish a lot. I absolutely love how you say that. I, I think the we is really important. Yeah. Um, I spent most of my professional life at the Rand Corporation as a national security analyst. If I was leading a project for Congress or the Secretary of Defense or one of the secretaries from the military services, um, one of the first things I would do is I would go to the grassroots level to understand 
what that E1 was doing on the flight line or out in the field and talk with them because what I found in my work is typically as you worked up the food chain, sometimes the truth got a little bit fuzzy. And, and I think, I think when you get to the, when you get to where the work is being done, um, where we're at the tip of the spear, that's where truth um, trumps power. And so to me, it was always about in my role there and the kind of way that I lead today, it's about transparency and it's about making sure that you got all the facts on the table. And I truly believe when rational people can see the facts that you typically come to the same conclusion. Um, and very few times in my life as a CEO over the last 10 years, have I ever had to dictate anything? Uh, maybe once or twice. Most of the time, it's facilitation and getting your colleagues around the table and talking about a way ahead. Um, so, which might be antithetical to a lot of people's perceptions of military leadership, but to me, the way I lead here is the way I led when I was in uniform, and it's very consistent. Yeah, yeah I used to tell people if, if I have to tell you what to do, I, I don't really need you. Right. Uh, That's I, a great I, 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 I don't need you. In fact, uh, I used to, this again, probably a, a, a foolish analysis, but but I remember when I was uh, again on tanks because I was a tanker for a, lo a long time, and I was going uh, cross country on an attack or something like that. And the guy says, uh, "You're going to have to tell me where to go." And I said, well, "Let me ask you a question. <laughs> In war, am I going to be able to tell you what to do? I'm too worried about killing targets. Yeah. Uh, you, this is your job as a driver. And if I say I got to go from this point to that point, man, you pick the best route." I can't tell you where to go. You got to learn to do that, and I think the I think as you talk about this stuff too, I think we have a uh, one is I like the fact we talk about scars. You know, I've got scars. I was overran, twenty wounded, seven killed. I think I told you that last time we talked. And there's still things that I talk about that really, quite frankly, are hard for me to get through. And and I'll tear up and I'll sort of stop and change the subject and do stuff. But uh, those are kind of things that again that the, your foundation and our foundation we all want to try to help. Uh, try to help veterans and families with, and it's just, it's a crying shame. I wish, I wish we had a larger platform in this country to tell more people about, you know, what veteran community, the families go through, uh, especially when you lose a loved one. It's, it's just really tough. It's really tough. And, and it's, uh, unfortunately, there's so many people that'll never see that part of life like we have, uh, but it's important. Let's take a, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. You're watching Your Next Mission, Proudly presented by the Cavalry Agency. They help brands dominate no matter their size. Ideas, strategy, action. This is Cavalry. Learn more at cavalry.com. Navy Federal Credit Union, the most trusted credit union owned by members of the military community, serving all branches of the armed forces and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at navyfederal.org. Purdue Global, providing affordable online education for hardworking adults. Learn more about a personalized, innovative, and world-class education at purdueglobal.edu. Veterans United Home Loans, the number one VA lender for five straight years. If you're buying, they're funding your dreams. Learn more at veteransunited.com. Now back to your host, the 12th Sergeant Major of the Army, Jack L. Tilly. Welcome back. I'm the 12th Sergeant Major of the Army, Jack L. Teldy. We're blessed to be here today with Mike Thurtle, CEO of the Gary Sinise Foundation. And I want all of our listeners to reach out to me directly. Tell us about your transition out of the military. Tell us about what topics you like as a cover. You know, this is, I tell people all the time, this is not, uh, 
it's not my show, it's our show. Uh, we're a team, and I harass people from different services, just like Mike here, but uh, it's it's about all of us. We're all veterans in the veteran community, and, and I wanna help you as much as I can, just like just like this great foundation of the Gary Sinise Foundation. So you can you can call me or text me at 844-424-1134, and, and I'll actually reach back out to you. I'll contact you or send me an email about things you'd like to have on the, on the show, SMA Tilly at, yournextmission.org and uh, you know and I'll get back to you and we'll talk about whatever you want or whatever you need and I'll try to help you any way we can. Mike we're, we're heading into our final segment with you today and I hope you've enjoyed it just as much as I have. I, I, the only thing I missed here this time is I haven't harassed you as much as uh, as I want <laughs> but I just have a couple of more questions to follow up here that uh, maybe we left off. In short uh, in the short time of the Gary Sinise Foundation what has been a uh, that that thing that stood out most as you uh, lead this great organization. I mean, there's always one or two things that uh, that are probably more not. I shouldn't say more important. Everything's important, but is there something that sort of stood out for you uh, as far as work and the things you've been doing? It, it's in one word, been fantastic. It, it's a truly a blessing to be here and to work with such a great humanitarian like Gary, just a great person. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm attracted to great people. I love working with great people for great people. Um, and I think it's just, it's just seeing miracles every day, I think is what I'd suggest, um, just helping people and helping them and their families and being able to truly heal people, you know, in a way that's meaningful for where they're at in their spot in life. Um, I was at a, I was with Gary yesterday and he was talking to a group of people and, uh, as part of the Q and a with this group he answered a question about what's the most significant thing that he's seen in his time working with the foundation. He said that service helps people heal. And it's not just the person who's being healed. It's the individual who's helping with the service. Oh, absolutely. I thought that was really, really insightful. And I I think that kind of summarizes in a, a nutshell, kind of how I feel too. It's really through this service to helping people that you help yourself. You know, and I think you become much tighter with humanity. I think one of the things in our country today that we can all do a better job at is is reaching our hand out to help people um, and to be able to create a stronger fabric as a society. And we're doing that here. I really feel like that we're doing that here. And I think with our mission too, being able to not only serve veterans, but also go into the first responder community where these folks are embedded in our community every day that really strengthens things. Um, it's it's really amazing to watch and to see fee- people feel appreciated. And we need to do more of that, not less of it. Over the last few years, um, there's been a lot of angst in our country, you know, and wouldn't it be wonderful if we can get this place into a spot where everybody feels like they're part of the same team, I think is the best way to say it. Because at the end of the day, you know, the service that you've had that other great men and women have had for our country has created dynamic across the globe to be able to help people, you know, to create democracies, to create free markets for folks. You know, we're watching this play out right now in Eastern Europe, where we see a country that is defending its right to be free. And it harkens back to the 18th century when the army was started, you know, about what our founding fathers did and where the country was at back then. We're watching that real time right now in a different kind of way through different actors on the stage, if you will. But it's the same spirit that I think we as Americans 
uh, really it's ingrained in our, our DNA here. And we're so blessed and so fortunate to be there. So um, we're trying to do that every day, just like you're doing here on the podcast. And I really appreciate you and what you're doing here. Well, you know, it's it, it, talking about, you know, uh, Ukraine over there fighting. It just breaks my heart to see the kind of stuff that's going on. And and uh, I know there's a lot of, you know, we can financially help them. And, and you don't know what the future holds for us. But, but, we, but we can't, uh, I don't know, I just can't sit back and see that going on. I wish there was more we could do to help them. Uh, you know, there's a lot of little small things, but I agree with you. I, I think people have to look at the good in life versus the bad. And I think sometimes we have people that dwell on the on the negative versus the positive. Uh, you know, my wife sometimes gets mad at me. She says, "You always look at the good in people, and you never, and you never see the bad." You know, and I said, "Well, wait a minute, because I, you know, everybody, I'm in business. I own a small company, and every once in a while, you you get hooked up with somebody that's not very credible, and y'all think the good, but it turns out it's not quite as good." But uh, but but I just it's just part of me. I want to look at the good. I want to assume that you're a good person. I don't want to worry about uh, stuff that I can't affect anyway. And, and I think the other thing is, you know, I love the iPhone and all that stuff. You know, talking to the phone, all the connection, technology, and all that stuff. But I think in some cases, it's a flaw in our country because of the iPhone and the computer system and stuff. People don't talk to each other. And, and people assume that, you know, if they want to say something nasty, if they want to do something, you're not confronting somebody and you're not yeah. looking them to the eye. And it just it's I wish there was a way I could I could force people to engage other people. Most people you walk by nowadays, they'll look at the ground. They won't look at you. Uh, oh, there's so many things that we could unpack that you just said, which were. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I was on a I was on a flight yesterday coming back to Los Angeles, and the stewardess comes over the intercom system and says, "The Wi-Fi is down on the flight." And she goes, "You're just going to have to do the old school FaceTime, like we used to do, which meant that you just turn to that person yeah. next to you and talk to them." <laughs> and I was like, "What a wonderful way to characterize that!" You know, I think sometimes technology. I learned this rand over the years too as an analyst was that sometimes the things that your strength yeah. can also be your Achilles heel, yeah. you know, and it's one of these paradoxes that exist in a lot of different things, but I truly believe you can use technology for good, but then it can also be a really strange artificial substitute for relationships. And I wonder myself if some of the phenomenon that we see in the broader society today are, are correlated with some of that. I haven't really done a reading on it, but yeah. You know, I think when you can get together like we're doing today, mm -hmm. I mean, geez, to put an army guy and an air force guy in the, <laughs> in the same area, that's unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, I actually just saw a post the other day, uh, some some person on LinkedIn, I'm a LinkedIn guy. Um, they, they were celebrating the, the army's aviation branch history. And I said, isn't that called the air force? <laughs> Like we don't celebrate that till September. What are you talking? About? <laughs> well, you, so. you know, I give every, I, you know, like I said, I give air, I get all the services harassment and stuff. But I know if I got to go to war, you got my back and I got yours. And well, we, yeah, we gotta stick together. That's for sure. It, I know the army will never want to see the A ten go away. So, <laughs> yeah, um, sure. yeah. So I, I, I look at all these things like you're looking at too, Jack. And there's a lot of things. One of the things about the world. Or one of the things that's certain about the world is it's not it's not certain, and things are always going to evolve and change, and um, and literally it's going to it's going to change hopefully for the better in the future as we work towards objectives and goals. I think about what we bring to the table as Americans, and what we do here at the foundation is a microcosm of that. You know, when mm -hmm. it comes to supporting people, 
and really encouraging people to take that walk, just like the Lieutenant Dan character did, mm-hmm. and get from A to B in a way that's meaningful and healing and productive. I mean, think about if we can get everybody on the playing field, so to speak, and contribute back into the community and society, like we're trying to do with people who get taken out. And what a wonderful country we can reinvigorate here. You know, it's it's truly, we, we're given a blessing. This is a Republican experiment to a certain extent from the 1700s. And I think it's our job, your job, my job, everybody's job to make sure we turn something over that's better to the next generation and what we've been given. And I know that you've walked your life. And I I really think if we can get focused on those kinds of objectives as a society, um, we can just make this thing really light it up. That's kind of the same principles that we're doing here too, is Gary has the same vision. He's hugely optimistic. Um, Every one of us has challenges and struggles, right? But I think it's really, it's through that optimism and there's, dare I say, faith um, of looking at things a certain way. There's a spiritual domain to this too. But being able to look at that future and say, you know what, we're going to keep on taking another bite at that apple to get where we want to be. And not not trying to get it all in one big bite, but just keep on working towards that objective of making things great. And yeah. I hope we can continue to do that here too. Yeah, you know, I used to tell people I can change from my position down. You know, so so every level I ever worked at in the Army, whether it's a staff, sergeant, sergeant for a class, and even the sergeant major of the Army, I can make change from my position down. I can support the people above me. Uh, and I, that's the way I've always looked at life. The other thing I tell you is, is I used to say there's a lot of people as good as I am, but there's nobody better. You know I mean? <laughs> so I'm just as good as anybody else. And so I don't think, I don't look up to anybody. I don't look down on nobody. I look, yeah. you know, I look straight in the eye and say, you know, you're a great person and I appreciate what you're doing, but you're no different than me. To include, you know, I met, uh, I think I met four presidents, been on Air Force One. I did a lot of stuff that, that they're really, as you get a little older, it's pretty neat that you did it. But, but as I look back at that stuff, there's nobody, there's nobody as good as I am. There's, you know, everybody's the same. And I think sometimes we have a tendency of looking down on people. But again, that's why I like Gary so much in your foundation. Yeah. You, you guys, you you know, you got the niche. You understand exactly what's going on. And, and again, a lot of people talk about it, but you don't talk. You just say, yeah, yeah, that's what we're doing. And you don't sort of throw yourself out there. You just do those things. And you don't want a whole lot of pats on the back about doing it. Hey, I asked you a minute ago about how you got your funding. So you asked that. Give me that website again. So I'm going to make sure our audience, the people that are listening, if you're if you're listening, do you want to help somebody that wants to help our veterans and families? Like I said, kick in a little bit. You know, send a couple of dollars. You know, a couple of bucks goes a long way. What's that website again? Sure, Jack. It's uh, www.garysinisefoundation.org. And out on our website, you'll see a place where people can donate. Yeah. And also just wonderful stories, wonderful descriptions of the history of how Gary started the place. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things we haven't chatted about is the band, the Lieutenant Dan Band. I, I've heard him before. <laughs> Gary's played literally over 500 concerts. And he does it for nothing. I, I, I don't think all they pay is expenses, if, if I remember right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, we basically, it's, it's really to serve people. Again, that's our key word is service here. And uh, we'll go to a base. We'll go to a city. Um, the band will play. We we have actually two concerts scheduled at the end of this month and a couple of weeks in San Diego um, to play for the folks at the Navy Hospital there and also just for people in the community at the Navy base. And so we're going to do two gigs there. Um, the gigs are starting to roll in now. The COVID's kind of, you know, kind of slowing down. Yeah. So we're booking a lot of things right now. So Gary and the band will be out there. 
uh, traveling. This started, you know, during actually Gary started playing when he was a kid. He's a, he plays bass guitar in the band. And uh, the first time I saw a concert was last fall at Nellis Air Force Base. We played for the community. There. We had a couple thousand folks come out and it's just a cool night. We serve food to people, the band's there. Um, it's just a really nice kind of thing, you know, especially when you're in a bass community to have that kind of a, a concert come to you. Yeah. That's pretty special. And then to have Gary up there talking about the mission and uh, the first concert that he did that I saw, he came up to me after the concert <laughs> and he said, so Mike, what do you think? And I started to say, well, you know, he goes, he didn't think it was going to be good, do you? And I, <laughs> I said, actually, no, I didn't think it was going to be good. But it was fantastic. Yeah, and I told him, I wasn't, I really wasn't trying to like buff him up either. I said, this was, this was fantastic. You guys are great. And they play all, they play like 80 different songs, yeah. um, but it's, it's great music. We love it. It's a way for us and our mission to outreach pe to people and say, thank you. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to tell you this, but when I was a kid, I wanted to be a singer. <laughs> And, and then I realized, I don't know when it was, but I realized I can't sing. It's on one point, so I never, you know. So. <laughs> Jack, I wanted to be, I wanted to be a figure skater too, but uh, <laughs> that didn't quite play out. <laughs> hey, uh, where do you see the foundation heading in the future? Uh, definitely not figure skating. Um, I, uh, to, to me, it's and really just it's to serve tons of people, you know. And I'm a I'm a quant by background, a metrics guy. So for me, just to use words like tons. Uh, does not really quantify in a balanced scorecard kind of way. <laughs> but uh, it's really about just getting out there and serving yeah. more people. You know, it's about raising money and stewarding that money, right, and translating that into to, to serving people, to saving people, to making things better for folks out there. And we talked about some of the topics today, I think especially the invisible wounds part about how we can help people heal. That's a big one. I think there's some other topics out there with respect to housing when it comes to homeless veterans. I think there's a huge need there to be able to to help people. Um, even though we do build homes, um, there's all kinds of different segments, I'll say, of the housing market that you could look at. Um, I, I think there's a sense of what you and I talked about today, too, about education. I just had a meeting uh, down in Tampa, Florida recently, and I met this young lady. She's 14 years old, uh, goes to a high school, and she's written four books on on how it's amazing to me it's, uh, 14 it's to run, I, I got one yeah. and i'm a lot older than 14 go ahead yeah. well if you want her if you want her email address i'll get it to you because she knows <laughs> how to write books <laughs> and she's writing a fifth book right now and it's about patriotism yeah and she was sharing this with me and i was i'm really excited about it i'm really excited about it because she really is trying to inspire other kids right now, other young adults, other people. And I thought, you know what? She's really onto something here. She's onto something here where she's trying to help people understand, you know, what this country has been about historically, why you served, why I served, and really kind of reinvigorate a way of thinking. You know, um, I was just up at the Reagan Library, President Reagan's Library out here in California last week. We And I went to go see... A talk by the Supreme Court Justice Amy Cohen Barrett. And it was fascinating. It was fascinating because they're talking about constitutional law in the early days of the Constitution. And as I'm sitting there, and actually Gary went with me, we we're sitting together at this, this event. And I thought, this is a really special thing. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we could export this kind of knowledge to more people? One of the things that, that the Supreme Court Justice said last week is she said, when we write opinions, 
on the Supreme Court, we write them for the Americans to read. And I thought, you know what? How many times have I read a Supreme Court opinion in my life? Zero. And yet, yet they're writing it for us to consume this because this is what our Constitution's about. And so as I look at these kinds of phenomenon and I look in our country today, I see young people who are inspired to do what this young lady's doing in Florida. And I hear Supreme Court justice talking about how it's important for us as Americans to consume this information that they're writing for us so we can understand. There's a lot of ways that we can educate and inform. And I, I think in the future for our foundation, I think we're going to do more and more of that, too, is helping and more through a patriotic lens and a country focused lens about who we are and and why we're doing the things that we do. Yeah, that, this uh, it's really funny that you say that. I, I've never run, read anything from the Supreme Court either, that, that any opinion paper right there. But but it's all about how you market your product, I guess. How do you get the word out? How do you you know? How do you let people know of all the things you're doing? Because there's so many there's so many avenues out there that uh, people yeah. listen to. They're not listening sometimes to the right room. And and I think there is a you know I, I get bothered a little bit when. When people want to burn the flag and do all this other stuff, that really irritates me quite a bit. But but I fought for a long time, just like you, uh, to give you that right, I guess, uh, you know, the, the right to say what you want to say. But I don't have to like it. That's for doggone sure. Hey, any final thoughts? Anything anything we miss or anything you want to cover? Uh, first of all, I want to say, uh, before you even say anything, I know I'm going to cut the Air Force guy off here. I, I just really, again, I, I want to thank uh, the Gary Sinise Foundation for what you guys are doing. And and uh, God bless you and keep up the good work. And if we can ever help in, in any way, in a small way, a large way or whatever, uh, please reach out to us because we, we want to make sure that we assist you any way you can. And, and uh, you know, and you got to need to reciprocate to help us out, too. We'll do all we can. Now, I'm going to check you out. Are, are you on? Our, are you following us on LinkedIn and all this stuff? If not, I want you to be one of those subscribers so you get a Your Next Mission t-shirt. Hey, I was trying to get on the subscription website here to get my t-shirt, um, but we had to come back on the show here. So I'll <laughs> Well, when you're finished, put your name in there so we can mail you one. That'd be awesome. I'll wear it proudly. I will. I definitely wear it proudly. Um, and so, so what, what I'll say is I just want to say thank you to you personally for uh, your mission here. Not just only your service to country, which is amazing. But uh, what you're doing here, I think, is super important. And, and to get the word out to people and to share information and do it in the way that you're doing it, which is not only smart, but it's, it's awesome, you know, just the way you cover the material and the topics. Thanks to Ted, too. Yeah. I know he's, he's behind the scenes here, but I want us to shout out to Ted. And, you just stay behind the scenes. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I told you earlier, I've got a radio face, so I don't mind staying behind the scenes. <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, thank you for what you guys are doing. And and thank you for thinking about us too at the foundation. I know Gary will appreciate that. And hopefully one of these days we'll all get together. We're in the same spot. And thanks to the American people. You know, thanks for their generosity to to help our organizations and to be able to support these these wonderful veterans, first responders, and their families out there. Um, so that we can help them and say thank you to them as well. So that's pretty much it. I really appreciate being here today. Well, I appreciate you. And again, uh, thanks to Mike for being on the show and, and thanks to the Gary Sinise Foundation uh, for doing all they're doing for our veterans and uh, in our country. That, there's, uh, I was looking up the other day, there's like 17 million uh, veterans or maybe 18 million, something like that. Uh, and there's a lot of them with what we talked about a minute ago with scars and stuff that people uh, just don't, 
know how to a system and how to help them. I'm so proud of, of the work that you're doing and also the work that we're doing to try to help that that community that certainly needs help them and their spouses. I'm Jack Tilly, 12th Sergeant Major of the Army. You've been listening to your Next Mission podcast. And and thank you for listening today. This is a, this has been a wonderful discussion. Uh, it's about helping people. It's about assisting people. Just don't sit around and not do anything. Get up, get up off that couch. You know, you can watch TV anytime or play golf. Do something once a day. Help some, help a veteran. Help if you don't help a veteran, help somebody. Do something in your community. You know, if you uh, want to, see, you know, if, if you want to contact us, or maybe you want to just visit our website at yournextmission.org, and you can leave us a review about this discussion. If you liked it, that's good. If you didn't like it, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> but don't forget. We want to hear from you. Please leave me a message or send me a text at 844-424-1134 or send me an email at smatilly at yournextmission.org. And, and uh, you know, I'd, I'd certainly answer you back. You can also visit our partners there who will provide you with so many services that will assist you in your transition from the military. And I know that's a, that's tough coming out the military. It's sort of a different culture when you come out there. But uh, And there's adjustments there. But we'll, we'll help you any way we can. Also, please visit our corporate partners there. See all the jobs that are available. You know, there's a lot of jobs in the world that are available right now, but we have some too. We want to assist you in, in that employment. Please know we want to assist you in any way that we can. I'm going to say that again. Please know, I'm just not saying that. We want to assist you in any way we can. Uh, please follow me on all my social media channels. I never, the, never thought I'd ever say that. <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and, and of course, LinkedIn. And if you enjoyed this discussion with Mike, please click on the subscribe button uh, below. Thanks again to Mike for uh, being with us today. It was just great having you on the show on the podcast. And and I want to leave you with three things to remember. You know, I, I spent a lot of time in the military. There's uh, like one of the people we was talking about a few minutes ago, I got scars. Anybody that served in the military has got scars, even if you can't see them. But uh, we're dedicating season two of Your Next Mission to all those veterans and family members who really struggle with mental illness. And and I'm going to tell you a story. I love telling stories. I had a, a couple of friends of mine uh, about six or seven months ago that committed suicide. And I sit and think about, you know, uh, could I have did anything different? Uh, could I talk to them or assist them in any way that, that maybe I could have stopped them from, from committing suicide? Reach out to somebody you haven't talked to in a while. You know, reach out to a veteran or that you haven't seen or talked to in 10 or 20 years. It's like you, you talked to them yesterday. You know, there's people that are struggling. Again, there are people that uh, scars that you can't see. But help your fellow veterans out. You know, make sure you assist them in just any way that you can. Second, I'm, I'm proud, just like Mike, I'm proud of my service. I'm proud of being in the Army. He's proud of being in the Air Force. But uh, I'd like you once a week, do me a favor. That's all. Once a week. Well, maybe you can do me a favor every day. But uh, wear your hat. Show your colors. Show this country that you're proud of serving this great, this great country. You know, I'm proud of my flag. I'm proud of my Army. I'm proud of all the services. And I want people to know that... Uh, I was willing to uh, to die for this country. You know, when I swore oath to come into service, I raised my right hand. It's about, you know, I, I, I you know, I, I protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. And, and you know what that really what that means? That means that I'm willing to die for your freedoms. Uh, think about that for a second. I'm willing to put my life on the line to, uh, for you. 
uh, for your family, just like Mike would do. And so don't forget that. There's a lot of people out there, again, that uh, that need your help. I want you to do one more thing for you. I've said I would be a give you a couple of men, but I'll give you one more here. I want to encourage everyone who's listened, reach out to your neighbor. Offer a smile or a helping hand. Together, let's try to bridge that divide that's uh, that really has affected so many of us here lately. You know, it's about our country. It's about a way of life sometimes we, we certainly take for granted. Again, thanks for listening, and thanks to Cloudcast Media, and of course, our four presenting sponsors, Calvary Agency, Navy Federal Credit Union, Purdue University Global, and Veterans United Home Loans. We appreciate all you do for our military. See you on the high ground. Hooah! You've been listening to Your Next Mission, brought to you by the American Freedom Foundation. Learn more by visiting yournextmission.org. Dot org.